You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to the Potted Together podcast. My name is Becca, and I haven't led an episode in such a long time. This feels weird. <laughs> but I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam and Nicole. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Hey, you guys. Um, lay it on them. How? Wait. What episode? Oh, t- <laughs> sorry. Um, we are going to be discussing... Why does this feel so weird? Hi, I'm Becca. This is Adam and Nicole. And this is our podcast. And um, today we are going to be catching up. And we are also going to... (laughs) We are going to be discussing how to curate your perfect houseplant collection. Because, you know, there's a lot of houseplants out there. Lots of different environments in which these houseplants can live and different styles and so we want to help you hone in what is for you and yeah so before we do that we've we've got a ketchup and mustard and (laughs) i need one of you guys to go first (laughs) desperately oh man i'll go (laughs) i was like waiting for nicole to like there's Nicole always that awkward. <laughs> there's always that awkward moment. If something if something interesting happened in my week, I'm like, okay, I'll go. But that's this is where I'm at. <laughs> Nicole, I was she was just not making eye contact. I was okay. Um, <laughs> hi everybody. I feel like my week's been pretty chill. Um, not much has happened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> worthless. <laughs> The, um okay this weekend i went on like a little tiny brewery tour with my friend zach and steve we uh Fun. hit up a couple breweries in town because that's another love of mine craft beer um <laughs> so that was a good time and then i had a friend in town from high school like i the Literally, like, the one person I still talk to from high school. <laughs> it's so weird. Do you guys have any of those high I school don't. friends? Yes. Yeah, I you don't. do. I have two. One is, like, a childhood friend, though, so I feel like we're, like, family. Yeah. But yeah. I think two technically are yeah. on a consistent basis that I talk to. Yeah, I have it's... one that's a childhood friend, and the other is my sister, my stepsister, so... 
Yeah. Well, my friend Val, like, she has a big family. And so she had, I think there's like seven, six or seven kids. I should know the number, but Val was in my <laughs> class. Then her sister Sarah was in a class below me. Then her sister Kristen was two classes below me, but a small school, like, everybody knows everybody, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird being around all these humans that, like, I've known mostly from when I was in school, even though, like, I've seen them after school, but, like, everyone's like grown-ups now it's so strange to be around that like we went shopping Mm -hmm. and they were all looking for like things for their kids and i'm like can't relate like i am where's my clothes like let's get out of this kids section like what what are you doing (laughs) but it was good to catch up and hang out with them um Yeah. yeah so other than that i don't know my week's been pretty like chill this weekend i don't think i did much i hate that like i'm lapsing in my memory right now i was like what did i do (laughs) that's how i am we've had some pretty big storms here in arizona though so it's been nice like it's been like like every three day kind of thing you know how hot is it out there though it's hot yeah like shit's gotta be real unstable to have storms that often in arizona Yeah, I mean, it is monsoon season, so, and this is the first time that I've been here where, like, monsoon season actually had rain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. It's going to be so green. Like, when you look into the mountains, they're probably going to look, like, so green. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, and, like. Well, I don't know if Phoenix has that. Our dead grass in our yard is turning green. (laughs) But, like, I don't do any – I just really – we really need to, like, redesign our backyard and get some landscapers to, like, give us a quote because there was, like, a big patch of grass when we bought this. But, obviously, we're not upkeeping that. Like, I don't yeah. – even our irrigation in our ground is broken. So, we it's not even been used, nor do I want to use it. Yeah. So – the grass is turning green, but I just want it all to be gone. I just want someone to come in and take away the rocks because I hate them. I want new ones and mm-hmm. the grass. And yeah. I just don't want to do any of that myself. Like, I just, I don't even, it <laughs> That's sounds a lot of work. awful. Yeah. Yeah. There's a reason that, you know, people hire landscapers. It's not easy. It's hard work. No. Yeah, it is very mm-hmm. hard work. Yeah. But Yeah. That's about it from my side of the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, nothing special over here, but speaking of, like, weather, like, the whole globe is on fire right now. Did you guys see what's going on in, like, the UK? Is it the UK? Mm, The The heat heat wave. I had a dream about that. Really? (laughs) You did? Oh, God. Yes. I actually, I had a dream that it was 121 degrees in the UK. Oh, well, and, they're not they're not far not. from it. <laughs> Air conditioning is not a thing there. It's not. They've never had yeah. to like ha- need it up until now. And something like a thousand over a thousand people have died so far from this specific <gasps> heat wave out there. Oh, wait, I didn't hear oh that. Oh my gosh. It's awful. It's awful and I'm just like, how can you look at this situation and think that climate change is a hoax? Like explain this to me in in the simplest form. Like yeah. I don't get it. It's wild. Yeah. It's so wild. But yeah, it's been it's been 90s here all week and like i could go outside i could be outside if i'm in the shade and there's like a little breeze but like the second i step into the sun it's like 
it's like I'm a gremlin. Like I turn into another person and I need to just get in the house. It's yeah. awful. But I'm shooting a wedding on Saturday and I've been off for the past two weeks because it was um, mine and Jay's anniversary this past Sunday. And mm-hmm. we didn't we ended up not doing anything because we we're saving for next year. So that's like ultimately what we decided. But um I've been off for the past two weeks, so I've really been catching up on, like, editing. I've been doing some filming, and now I have a wedding this Saturday, and it's going to be the hottest it's been in the past two weeks. It's going to be, like, heat index 105, and I'm like, oh my please don't want pictures outside. Please. You need to get one of those fans that go around your neck and just, like, point up at your face. I have. My mom just yes. gave me one of those cool neck wraps, so mm-hmm. I'm going to give that a go. But those fans look pretty, pretty cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen ones that clip to the back of your pants and they like oh. blow cold air up your shirt. Mm. That sounds nice too. That yeah, sounds it does. great because they're getting sweaty back there. It's like so lumpy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, and the cicadas are out. They're back. They are disrupting all Ugh. filming. That's what they're doing. Yes. They're on a mission to be like, listen, you're not going to record anything for the next at least month because we're going to be loud as shit all day long. And I was doing some Mm -hmm. research. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet, but I was doing some research about like those 17 year cicadas that come up like every 17 years. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. in 2024, the entire Chicagoland area, like in all surrounding suburbs, will be covered with these 17-year cicadas. And I'm just thinking, like, what are people going to do if they have their outside outdoor wedding booked? Like, can you imagine that? Oh, no. Mm-mm. Adam, I mean, were speaking, you in Illinois you be able to hear 17 anything. years ago? What? Were you no, in Illinois I was, seven? Oh. I was in Nebraska. Okay, okay. Well, I was pregnant. But, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking from someone who doesn't get to hear those noises, like it would actually be kind of nice to like hear a video with cicadas. I don't know. Well, I got you covered. I'll send you a video later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, actually, I don't think it's the 17-year ones. I think it's the 14-year ones. It has to be the 14-year ones because I was pregnant with Mia the last time they were here and like you couldn't be outside. Like they were everywhere. You couldn't walk on the ground without stepping on dead ones. It was like the Ugh. the grass would just flutter. It was horrific. And I'm just like, what are people going to do? I'm so curious. Like, I'm going to have to take the summer off because I'm not going to be able to shoot any weddings outside. Yeah. Wait, Adam, you don't have cicadas there? I'm confused. Wait, did you in Tucson? My mom said yes, there were cicadas. Absolutely. Oh, well, maybe I'm just like not paying attention. Well... They really like like Palo Verde trees. Yeah. And I don't know if you have any of those. I don't. I don't remember seeing. Yeah, they like to live in those. Like at my apartment in Tucson, we had like four huge Palo Verde trees and it was deafening. Oh. Like constantly. So I'm like shocked that you Well, now don't I'm going to have to listen. I'm going to have to listen for them. They might not be there yeah. yet. And maybe they're just like Cuz I remember when I visited my mom last or a couple years ago, um, I heard him a couple times, but it was nothing like here. Like and your was, mom was kind of on the mm-hmm. outskirts of where, like, new buildings right. weren't happening, you know. Right. right. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to him now, though. Yeah. But it makes me think, like, what is the purpose? 
kind of like well, ticks. Like, what is the purpose of like this 14 year cicada? Like being like, oh, every 14 years, I'm just going to come say hi. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's like some Jeepers Creepers shit, isn't it? Like, why are you <laughs> why are you in the ground for 14 years? But like allegedly, because I I did a little googling earlier, that they come up in these droves and like packs because they're trying to protect themselves against. Um, there goes that word again. Predators. Yes, predators. They're trying to protect themselves. <laughs> I need like Prevagen or something. I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah. So like they come up in in that amount so that they can protect themselves from predators, so that hopefully enough of them survive to go on and mate and and uh, you know to keep the population going. Weird. Mm. But they're a lot of pro. They're like packed with protein, so they're a great source of food for birds and like other animals, I think too. Humans too. Oh fuck that! Sorry. <laughs> like, could you though? Like, if you were no. on Fear Factor and they were nope. in the second challenge, which is always the gross one, they were like, "You have to eat three locusts." Nope. Fuck that, and fuck that show too, because I can. <laughs> I couldn't even watch that show. No, absolutely not. Uh, but like a million dollars? No, you a wouldn't even. A million dollars? No. Yeah. You oh, wouldn't eat my it for gosh. a million I totally dollars. Would. I don't know. I don't think I could. I don't think all I could. of our problems. Ugh. People say money doesn't solve problems. I disagree. I totally disagree. I absolutely disagree. Yeah. That's such a privileged thing to say. Like, it really it is. It would make life way easier, and I'm very happy. Yeah, I want to know who created that stupid saying. <laughs> See, I think I could do it for a million dollars if they weren't alive. But like, if they were alive and I had to chew them to death, I don't know if I could do that. I mean, I probably would. Screaming as you bite down. Oh. (laughs) If it's been prepared for you on a platter, covered in chocolate, possibly. (laughs) Okay, but like, I would consider just swallowing it whole. Like, it can't be that much bigger than a pill. Uh, uh, yeah, right? it is. Those yeah, it huge. is. There were three on my freaking screen door earlier. Those things are like earlier. the size of a circus peanut. You'd have to chew it. What? You would have to chew it. Okay. Cicada. See, yeah. Just don't think about it. <laughs> Wait, speaking of chewing it, there was this one time I was in a skit at this Bible camp, and um, <laughs> there was this skit. This is so unsanitary. Thinking about this in a post-COVID world is horrifying but there was a skit where it's called baby bird and so you can just imagine what happens but basically it's it's the funniest skit watching it though Um, i got to participate and i was stoked and so basically it's a parents like a fake parent a fake family and this boyfriend brings home his girlfriend and like for a meal and like the mom is like well sweetie i guess we'll just get started and I was the mom. Oh, and so you had to regurgitate. I bit into food. Yes, I bit into food and I chewed it up and I spit it into my son's mouth. And that like because I was the mom, I didn't have to get any into my mouth. So there was this time because and like the skit was like um not free flowing. What is it when you're just kind of improv? Uh, yeah, it was an improv skit. So I was, there was a point where I was trying to spit this food into my fake husband's mouth, but like 
people kept talking and like it's just improv was not moving fast enough and so it was to the point where i was going to swallow the food and then the moment came where i had to spit it into his mouth and it was like soggy bread like it, i had chewed oh. it like i was chewing it for a very long time wait and you and actually I, I was like had oh, to do shoot. that no, yeah, it was, it was a part of the skit. I chewed the food and spit it into what? somebody's mouth. What is that teaching anyone? <laughs> Biblically. I'm no, so no, it's not. It's comedy. It's not, it there's no just biblical sentiment. It's yeah. just comedy. Just for yeah. funsies. Let's, let's just regurgitate food into each other. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's like slop, like, like oh, think of the soupiest poop. Like that's what it was. Texture's a big trigger mouth. for me. Ugh. I can't <laughs> eat jello because of it. <laughs> yeah. He like the guy took it like a champ though. Like I felt so bad and I just like plopped it into his mouth and he like heaved really big and then like swallowed it and I was like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that, like, I want to know who thought of this skit. I want, I have a lot of questions. I want to know, like, why? Like, why? There's probably a video of this skit on YouTube if you want no. to look it up. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I kind of Not do. of me, but oh, yeah. Okay. Other I was people. hoping it was of you. I wanted to see. <laughs> I would probably I'm watch sure there's it a too. video somewhere, but, um, I never like this wasn't a time in life when like recording video of things wasn't that important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a clear distinction in my life when I started like really intentionally taking photos and videos of my life. It really did correspond with my channel, but it made me realize like I have so many memories that I really don't have any photo or video of, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But like my first trip to Europe, I have like a handful of photos, no videos. I'm like, how do I not have a single video from that trip? Yeah. Like, I never even thought to take a video. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. I know me and Jay were looking for a photo, like, any photos or videos that we took, like, the day that we decided to make our relationship official. And I was like, oh, my God, we didn't take <laughs> any pictures that day. And he's like, we didn't take any pictures at all. Like, the first few yeah. years of our kids' lives, there's not a lot there you know and that makes me sad because it's mm -hmm. like but it also makes sense because it's just phones didn't have photo access like that back then you yeah know? and then you would yeah. also have to like put down the 40s in both of your hands and like who has time for that <laughs> who has time for that <laughs> you know so much more important things going on how did you know we drank 40s did i tell you but that We've had this conversation before because I thought that you played Edward 40 hands, you know, where you would <laughs> duct tape the 40s to your hands. Did you guys ever do that in college? No, but I've heard of it. No. Okay. And so I thought that that's how you and Jay met. Like you guys were playing that game at a party. I don't know why that was in my head, but maybe it's because you told me you drank 40s and I was just assuming okay. you duct taped them to your hands. Adam, no. Adam, do you know why you played that game before? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Because you were in a fraternity, and I say fraternity because I'm nice. I really want to say frat, but I'm going to say fraternity. Fraternity. Because <laughs> you're in a fraternity, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> no, we drank True. them because they were cheap. That's why we drank them. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Wow, we went on a ride there from cicadas to chewing food and spitting in each other's mouths. Like, I mean, we haven't even heard Becca's <laughs> week. 
Wow. <laughs> I'll I'll keep it short and sweet. Um the week was pretty wild. We had four children in our home and um I I didn't think it was going to be bad, but I did think that I would be more overwhelmed, but it really was so normal and like they were very self-sufficient like they're not five, so it was fine. Like, if we weren't entertaining them, they would just play a video game. And I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, after a while, I got sick of listening to little boys play video games. And we <laughs> played board games. And we just, like, found things to do. And, like, I don't know. Hanging out with kids that age, like, they're all, like, middle school age. Like, it just, it makes me sad that, like, I, uh, I don't know. Or I'm taking a deep, deep end dive here into like a little emotional, but like it makes me sad that like I can't really be a teacher. Like I can, but you know what I mean? Like I'm not willing to like be a martyr and like sacrifice like my happiness and my finances to be a teacher. Like I'm just not willing to do that. So that's what I mean when I say that. Um, it just makes me sad because I really, really connect with that age group and like, it's just fun. Like they're just really funny and sweet and cute and just like, they're, they're like grown up, but they're not. And I just really love that. And, um, like a couple days ago, I woke up really early in the morning and I was like, I need to look and see if there's any teaching positions in Columbia because I just, what if I just did it for a year? Yeah. Uh, it's school year starting soon. Like they're probably like desperately trying to fill spaces because of the the Missouri school system might actually be worse than Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I looked and there was two positions for an English uh, ELA in history teacher for middle school, which is what I taught. Mm. And I was just like, someone give me a reason. Like in my mind, I was like, someone give me a reason not to apply for this because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I applied, I would get it. Because they're desperate and I'm a good candidate. Yeah. Uh, just going to be honest. I would be great. But um, I was like, give me a reason not to do this. Like, And so then I just like throughout the, la- the last couple of days, like I've just seen actually a lot of really like bad things come out about Missouri schools and mm. um, it's just not funded. It's just it's terrible. It's. I think worse than Arizona, like I said. So I'm like, "Mm, okay, no. Mm -hmm. But I told myself that if we ever like come to a decision to move like out of the US, which we might for a couple years just to experience it, Mm -hmm. I think then I would try to be a teacher. Yeah. For that period of time, like while I'm out of the country, because um, I would definitely need something to keep myself occupied. I don't know what my job would look like with YouTube. Like, I would love to keep doing YouTube, but I don't know what that would look like. So I feel like having some stability in, like, a nine-to-five might be kind of nice for those years. I don't really know, but yeah. anyway, <clears throat> that's been a little career. I, I have a, a career-based existential crisis once a quarter, so mm-hmm. or maybe once a month more recently. I do, too, though. <laughs> And I have, mm. yeah, like people are just like, oh, you were meant to be a wedding. And I'm like, mm, really? I'm glad you are so confident <laughs> about that. But I go back and yeah. forth about being back in the corporate world or, you know, doing daycare again, like all these things. Mm-hmm. I go th- I go through these waves. So that's totally normal. Have you ever thought about like yeah. starting your own class? based around like homemaking did we talk about this or did you post about this online 
Yeah, I we both both. Okay. Somebody asked me in the anonymous question box. Okay, oh, that would be a fun episode if we did an anonymous question box. Yeah, oh, that um, would pot be it fun. Together. I really enjoyed that. Pot it together. That was fun. I'll yeah, do it. Yeah, I I'll I thought up. I would get like. Okay, I thought I would get weird stuff, but like people were people were actually asking like very good and thoughtful questions, mm-hmm. and I'm like I wouldn't be offended by any of these. Like I'm sad that people don't feel comfortable just to ask. I mean, yeah. am I? I don't know if I am sad about that, but either way, like when people know that they're not their identity is hidden, they're more willing to ask like candid questions, which mm-hmm. I think is cool uh, as long as they're respectful, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, somebody asked me like what my dream job would be or if I wasn't a YouTuber, what would I do? And I said, I would really love to like teach like home ec and like teach kids to sew and like, and not like I want to like create little homemakers or anything. I mean, that would be cool, but like, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a homemaker. I'm not really like that, but I do like making things and like empowering myself to build things. And I think that would be really cool to introduce that to kids because, they're just as capable of like using tools as I am. Right. And like the whole idea of like making things yourself has been kind of lost and it's oftentimes cheaper just to buy it already made. And, you know, it's just like this whole thing that is like this old art that is gone. Yeah. And I would love to like revitalize that because there's a lot of pride in, in that. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think ultimately it would be so cool to do like a, like a like a summer camp or something that would be so fun to like organize a summer camp like as an alternative to vbs because vbs is like oftentimes used as childcare because it's free Mm -hmm. um and so like what if you don't want your kid to go to vbs um not that vbs is always bad but you know like what if you don't vibe with that like where do you send your kids like oh how fun would it be to have like a camp where they learn about like the great outdoors and making things anyway yeah so yeah yeah um, like and once you get the greenhouse done it'd be cool to like do some plant stuff or then like maybe another day you would do gardening another day you mm-hmm. do like home ec stuff like inside and yeah that would be really cool yeah. yeah it would be super fun like just like a week program and have it run like several times throughout the summer mm-hmm. i just think that'd be so fun so Anyway, I don't know. I've always got my head in the clouds. I'm I'm one of those people. I but I also think that if you if you did move out of the U.S., I know what you're saying is like you don't know what where your channel would be because you'd have to probably get rid of literally all of your stuff. But yeah, none of us started a YouTube when we first started like getting plants because we were just trying to understand them ourselves. Um, and it would be kind of fun to watch someone like. Because you already have the filming and editing knowledge. So you'd be like, it'd be like from the beginning, Mm -hmm. like zero plants to a curated collection, which I think would be kind of cool. I don't know. I think people would enjoy it. Ooh, you're right. That that would be cool to like rebuild the collection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then go through all of the things of like pests and also like, you know, making sure you're... What is why I cannot why can't we think of the words? Secluding I, a plant is maybe the word. <laughs> quarantining. Quarantining. Yeah. <laughs> a word we should all know very yeah. well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah. be really cool. I think if I, anything I don't know. I, honestly, I think if 
if you were to move, you know, to another country, I think you would gain an even bigger following. And I think that your current dedicated followers would be all over that. Like, even if you were like, I'm getting rid of all of my plants, Mm -hmm. people are going to want to see that process and what that looks like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It would be a relatively boring process because I'd pack a massive <laughs> box to send to you guys. Um, I would yeah. love to watch that so, video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. make your selections now because yeah. I told Becca the other <laughs> I'm just day. Kidding. I think you you posted about this with the anonymous question box too, and you said that <laughs> your collection would go to us. And I was like, okay, like I'm torn between. <laughs> really not wanting you to leave this country and really loving your collection <laughs> enough to be okay with that. <laughs> like, yeah, you can go, actually. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's get to chatting about plants. <laughs> Let's curate our collection. So yeah, we are going to chat <laughs> about houseplants and how to curate a collection that it works for us. So mm-hmm. we're just going to go around, each of us sharing a tip at a time. And one of you is going to start. <laughs> I mean, um, we talked about it a bit in our last episode. Well, actually, that was what our last episode was about, but about the overconsumption and in collecting, especially when you're starting. But I will mm-hmm. say that Overconsuming plants helped me realize which ones, and again, I mentioned that in that episode too, but it <clears throat> it helped me realize which ones fit with my style, and that was Hoya, mm-hmm. um, because they're more on the succulent-esque, less fussy spectrum of plants, and sometimes I just don't want to take care of plants, or I, mm-hmm. when I get motivated to, it's just a little bit longer than it should be, so... Um, so I will say not, I'm not advocating for the overconsumption of plants, but it really helped like me see which ones could take yeah. the heat and which ones couldn't because the ones that couldn't, you could tell. <laughs> so yeah, um, that really helped me hone in on the ones that I I wanted to keep. The ones, you know, the philodendron, even outside of Hoya, like the philodendron that didn't mind a little bit of abuse or so, you know that kind of stuff Neglect. the ones that did mm-hmm. they didn't need the humidity they didn't need the special space they were just fine with how i had them yeah you do you do come to learn like exactly what plants you prefer to have by experiencing a larger collection which i feel like if you've clicked on our podcast and you're new here and you're into house plants, you may have an abundance of plants in your home, or maybe you're considering buying a lot of plants. But I feel like you're right because like, how else are you going to really know what plants you enjoy unless you experiment with multiple different species of plants in relation to like that, finding out like what plants you like the most and like kind of 
you know, lowering, I guess, or what's the word I'm looking for? Wow. Wow. wow, wow. <laughs> Minimizing <laughs> your plant go. collection. <laughs> I think that like realizing how much space you have in your house is also a great way to try to curate your collection because we talked about this also in the last podcast, like the one in one out rule. Um, if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go listen to it. But if you know you only have a specific amount of space for your plants, that's a real easy way to like curate your collection as to like how many plants you actually should have for your space that's comfortable for your space. Yeah. The tip that I was going to say is timing and thinking about how you're going to carve out time to take care of your plants in your schedule. I know for me, like even just saying this right now, that seems kind of silly because it's like, why would you need to schedule plant care? You, I mean, you can't really exactly schedule your waterings and stuff like that. But what I mean is just like having time dedicated in your day to just check on the plants at least. And depending on how many plants you have, that will change how much time you're going to need to spend. Uh, and I think like a big thing is people get those like big collections and they don't realize that it's like a part time job to water them. Like it can really take hours. Like when I water my plant wall, it's like three hours of my life. Mm-hmm. So knowing just the amount of time that you can dedicate to the collection is super important when choosing your plants, because if you don't have a lot of time, like Adam said, wait, did Adam, was this your tip? No, this sounds like you no. just said this. OK, OK. Um, oh, yours was to experiment. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Like how Adam discovered that, you know, humidity loving plants just weren't going to cut it and it would take a lot more time and energy to keep his humidifier filled and to do all that. So he just was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, yeah, I've had similar situations with like ferns or Calathea. I just already know that that's not going to be something I'm willing to dedicate time to. So I'm just not even going to bother and like waste my time, energy and money on that. So also, I think a big factor in all of this um, that goes along the lines of like all of the things we've already mentioned is like your your style. Like I think about people who have or who are like very habitual plant parents, like Mm -hmm. they have a watering day on the in the week. And they go through and they take care. Like, that is not me at all. I mean, sometimes I wish it was. Sometimes I wish. I have a very, like, uh, habitual personality, but not for, like, things, good things like cleaning my house or taking care of things. Like, I have it for not great things, Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is why I've never, like, tried a painkiller because sometimes I get scared. I'm like, well, I don't know because I have a very, like, I'm a habitual person. So, anyway, random. Mm. But um, <laughs> it's a little too deep there. Now we know that Adam's in pain. <laughs> like a like be a, a pain pill, like beyond a Tylenol or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I've never okay, had yeah. any sort of like, and not that I wouldn't, but sometimes I do get, I think about that. I get scared. Um, yeah. But yeah. like, I don't have that sort of style. So I really love the plants that tell me, that that signal to me what they need, like, Oh, my Hoya mm-hmm. are wrinkly. Like, I know I should water this now mm-hmm. because I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm not that kind of person where I'm like that focused on my plants to be like, mm, OK, well, I watered this on this day. I also don't keep track of the last time I watered things like, you know, there's different styles out there for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that other than like I I really do like the plants that kind of tell me what they need. And even the Fetonia, even though I've hated on her for a long time, like <laughs> Homegirl tells you what she needs. She knows what she needs she, when she You needs. will it'll be blatantly obvious. So yep. Yeah, um, she'll let you know. Sometimes starting out with plants like that. And you know, to be honest, I think that if I had a smaller collection, I probably would really enjoy plants like a Fetonia or a Calathea, something that I could like really focus my time on. But like, I'm not in that position mm-hmm. right now. I've, I've spread myself thin, but I'm also happy with what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't give me time for any of those like fussies, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, plus, I don't know how that people. Just... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know how people do have a watering schedule. Like, I would love that. But plants drink at all different times. Like, they're going to only consume what they have to consume. And, like, I did some plant chores the other day. And most of my Hoya, like, my Leka Hoya, needed more solution in the cash po. But, like... Some of them didn't. And I, I, last time I gave them nutrient water, like I'm noticing they're drinking at different paces and Mm -hmm. you have to constantly check on your plants. So like back to what Becca said, like you have to manage your time Mm -hmm. right with that. Like you should be checking on them every few days, if anything, you know, Mm -hmm. but then most of the time they'll let you know. Something that I, another thing I would recommend when trying to curate your collection would be to recognize how much light you have. And like by light, I mean like natural light to start, because if you're going to start without any type of light substitute, like grow lights or anything like that, um, plants do need light. (laughs) So I was talking about this on Instagram yesterday and like my basement doesn't have much light at all. Like we have windows down there, but they're window wells, so they don't get, light like it's it's zero for plants you know so um i'm looking for like planters that have grow lights attached because i just don't want to bring like my my shelves downstairs with all my grow lights i'd prefer them to be in a place that gets bright indirect light all day when the grow lights are not on you know so like recognizing the space that you're in and how much light your plants are going to get is is probably a good thing to to do up front too. Yeah, that's a big one. Like if you can't meet their needs at the most basic level, then it's not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll be okay yeah. for a little while, but you know, they're not going to thrive without light for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It it just it kills me. I'll I th- I'm sure we all get comments still like what plants can do well in my no light bathroom. I'm like did you yeah. go to like, did you go to elementary science class? Like, not to be mean, but I'm just like, what do you mean? Yeah. No light bathroom, plants. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. If you're not willing to do grow lights. That would be a good experiment to do, like, on a YouTube video. Like, to put a couple different species of plant, genus of plants, in a dark closet. Give them everything else, like fertilizer, water, <laughs> but light, and see how long they last. Torturous. Okay. I don't mean to be that guy, but you know who the Sorry Girls are? I was just going to yes. say, they did a video like that with the bathroom. They, oh, they did? Yeah, they did yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't remember what... I think the snake plant did the best. I yeah. think. Of course. Okay. I don't remember. But 
yeah, like it's not a long term, but I have a plant in a windowless bathroom, but like it's not doing anything. I'm actually shocked. Yeah. So like I'm not going to say I haven't ever done it, but I'm not like online like what plants to put in my windowless bathroom. I'm like very aware <laughs> that it's probably not going to live, but I'm like whatever. It's yeah. just like a tiny 2-inch plant as well. I'm like whatever, I don't care. Yeah. So um okay. On the idea of designing this co- this space, because I think in order to have plants long term in a way that is like a, a curated collection, you want the space to look nice as well, which is not something that was my first priority. So I have several things to say in that situation. But the first thing I'll say is your pots that you choose should be cohesive Mm-hmm. So they don't need to be the same pots. They don't even need to all be the same color, but they should be within the same color palette and like color family, I think personally. Yeah. Um, just because if you have a lot of, if you, especially if you have a larger collection, like, and they're all sitting next to each other and there's like purple and yellow and green and terracotta and wood planters, like it's all just like there's no cohesion mm-hmm. or like theme. I think that's a really easy way to make it look like really cluttered and just bad. And so just for that reason, most of my planters are terracotta or like clay that's been like fired with like a little bit of white speckle Mm -hmm. clay, like that, that kind of stuff. So it's like along the same line and like I don't really have colorful pots besides like a couple. So and I have a very big big collection and I think that that makes it not look so bad because all the pots go together so it's mostly terracotta and white with like a pop of pink or something like that um so yeah I know that might not like be as fun and if you have like a maximalist style then you can do whatever you want because that's different but I'm just saying like for the average person who just like wants it to look nice and kind of blend in with their home stick with like a basic neutral palette of Mm -hmm. like earth tones for your pots i'm gonna say i think that would definitely look cohesive yeah i'm thinking of like i although like i highly doubt anyone in this in this position is probably listening to this podcast but people who travel a lot maybe for their job or uh i immediately go to like flight attendants i don't know why in my head i just think that they're always in transit and never like in a space but they are i mean they have days off um yeah but in those situations, there are so many different um, different things you can do with your plants. Like I, I keep thinking back to Plant Daddy podcast. They have done a couple reels on Instagram about like wine bottle self-watering pots, like DIY. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such a good idea because there are a lot of people who you, you might travel a lot and you're like, well, I can't have plants, that kind of stuff. Um, but there are solutions out there for that. And um, I don't know, this doesn't really follow along with the theme of curating your collection. But if if by chance you're in that position and you think you can't have certain plants that you really love, like there are solutions out there. Um, and I curated my Hoya collection mostly off of Passive Hydro because it was a lot easier for me as far as watering goes. Like I don't have to spend a ton of time watering my plants weekly because they have a solution, a nutrient solution that they wick up when they need it and when they want it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
I guess that kind of goes along with curating. Semi-hydro, passive hydro is involved at first. Once you learn like your methods and that kind of stuff, like it's fine. It's not that hard, but it does seem very over- over- overwhelming at first. Um, yeah, especially when you're transferring plants from one substrate to the next. Yeah. And I've kind of like just switched. I don't know if that's the same with you, Nicole. I know you kind of like are going back to soil, but I, I really started just doing cuttings. I stopped mm-hmm. like transferring whole plants and I just started doing cuttings and just starting them in that to begin with instead of like washing off the roots of like full mature plants because it was just like that was just wasn't worth it to me. Yeah, I just did a video, um, a plant care video, and I found most of the plants in that video that made it there were my Hoya and they're in like four inch pots. And, you know, something else that I do, which may be very controversial in the plant community, but I trim up my roots if they get too long in the pot, if I don't want to up pot. It's one way of just keeping your plants smaller. That's not a goal for most of us. I understand that. But, you know, if I'm just Mm -hmm. not ready for that plant to become a huge beast and I just want it to stay simple like on in that planter I'm, i don't have a pot for it whatever the case is i'll just trim up the roots and it usually does the trick and it's not going to kill the plant but um yeah that was going to actually be my next one was like determining what substrate you're going to use for your plants like whether it be soil or hydro um ponics mm-hmm. because yeah like you said it's so much easier i guess in a sense once you get the hang of leka to have a larger plant collection and not have to worry about a more regular watering schedule for sure. That's what Mm -hmm. I find anyway. But, um, some plants just grow like crazy in LECA. So that, I guess that could be my next one is understanding if you, if you are going full hydroponics and you, you want to use LECA as your substrate for all of your plants, understanding that some just don't, do well in LECA like they'll do well but then they'll do too well and then you (laughs) the roots are just growing through that net pot and it's it becomes a challenge very quickly like literally every philodendron I feel like I'm like nope I will never put another philodendron in passive hydro ever (laughs) yes or syngonium yeah Yeah. Yeah, syngonium is definitely a big one. I've actually been experimenting with a cactus for a few years in Lucca, and I only have one. And it's gotten like triple the size for its conditions because I just I have it inside. I don't bring it outside because I can't because it's in Lucca. Um, But I think I might experiment with more cactus. And I've said this before, and I just haven't done it because I don't want to lose any cactus. But Cactus like Lekka. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Most people would think that they they don't like it, but they get to drink when they want to drink. Like it's, I don't know, they like it. I mean, I can see why they like it because the roots are getting so much air. Like there's Mm -hmm. not, there's nothing like crushing the roots. Like they need super airy soil. Yeah. Most people don't give them that. I, I get it. It makes sense to me. You should go buy some like burner cactus yeah. from like the big box store yeah. and experiment. Yeah, because most of my cactus collection that's outside right now is like they all have a story. 
I can like say that mm-hmm. the ones I have left, they all like have a story. I got it somewhere from someone or whatever. So I don't want to lose any of those. So yeah, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a big um, part of curating your collection is just determining that too, because, and most of us start with soil and that's fine. Yeah. And, and <laughs> one is never, ever even consider Lekka. <laughs> You're looking at one right here. <laughs> yeah. I would never. We've tried to sway to Lekka, her folks. We've tried. Yeah. I do. I do understand the benefits though, because it is better for if you travel or something like that. Um, but. I just, I don't want to. Yeah. Nope. yeah. It's a process. It's definitely a process. Yeah. If I ever did have plants growing in LECA, I would definitely start them from cuttings though, because just the whole thought of washing the roots and then like, having to like rinse the roots multiple times. I just, mm-hmm. no, that's a huge turnoff for me. Like I could <laughs> yeah. never. Yeah. So big, no thank you on that. Um, but I think the, the last thing that I have to say about this is don't be afraid to pull your plants out of windows um, and have them like integrated into like your home. Because when I first started collecting, all of my plants were concentrated around like two windows and I had that in a chokehold. Like I would not even consider putting them somewhere else. (laughs) And I like somewhere else in my home because I thought like, oh, they need this amount of light and uh, nothing less. You know what I mean? Like I just had this like really rigid view of lighting and there's a lot of diagrams online that like can show you different, I don't know, like different positions in a home to put a plant. Um, it It's like a cross section of a home with the window and it shows like what mm-hmm. parts, you, know, you guys know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Which yeah. Picture? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that kind of made me realize, like, okay, as long as the plant can, like, see the sky or I can comfortably read a book without a light on, the plant yeah. should be okay, depending on what plant it is, of course. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to put, like, a, a plant that needs, like, a, I'm not going to put a variegated monstera in a darker part of my home because that's not going to work. Like, all the white will die. It's not mm-hmm. going to be very happy. But, like, a spider plant, uh, yeah. Marantisia, like... There's just, like, so many plants that will do fine, like a Mm -hmm. pothos. Um, And so realizing that really, like, changed things for me as far as, like, decorating with plants. And also I'm incorporating grow lights in my home in a way that looks nice and not in a way that feels very clinical and, like, lab-like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, like... Oh, gosh, another one like investing in good grow lights that like look nice, mm-hmm. um, that like are incorporated. Like Mod Sprout sent you guys like a, a planter with like a light going right over it. Yeah, and that's a great way to have a plant in a darker spot of your home because it it looks like a feature item, right. like rather than like rather than it looking like survival, it looks like a feature. You yeah. know. Um, so find ways to make your grow lights feature your plants and not be just like a point of survival, I think is another good one. Yeah, I think that's really good too. And I was, it, as you were saying that, I was immediately thinking of the Mod Sprout planter and also like Soltec lights, but also just like any grow lights aside from like the blurple ones, but like any <laughs> grow light bulbs, mm-hmm. you can put those in a lamp and put that over a plant yeah. in a dark corner. And yeah. 
And that would be like, you know, it's helping, but it's also lighting your home, but it's also helping the plant. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there are ways to do that. But I was the same way. I still sort of am was like everything was just crowded around specific windows, you know? It's a hard habit to break. I like the idea of, you know, just buying girl light bulbs and using them in your lamps like around your house but i'm huge on something being like the reason i have plants in my home is because they make me feel good and not overwhelmed and like the aesthetics are important to me so like when you were talking about the the pots and like different planters that's like a huge thing for me i'm not going to judge anybody mm-hmm. but if i go into <laughs> let's talk about plant shops right if you walk into a plant shop and like shit's just all over the place and there's you know plants are just in all these girl pots and like there's just it's it's all like mismatched colors like it's not a very good vibe if you go into a plant shop and it's like Mm -hmm. terracotta heaven and like just seamless color you know it's that's a good feeling you're probably gonna buy from that shop before the other one yeah depending on price but anyway yeah i um i like the fact that like now compared to a few years ago when we first started collecting that more companies are coming out with lights that are aesthetically pleasing and fit in with your home decor because i feel like just a few years ago we were kind of limited to those purple grow bulbs and like Mm -hmm. (laughs) those gigantic like if you have a weed farm you're good grow lights like those those (laughs) those like tray grow lights you know what i'm talking about not that there's anything wrong with those but it's just not something i want in my home it's not beautiful no it's not given fucking vibes yeah it's not giving fucking vibes it's not it's not we're gonna curate a list of grow lights that we like Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would be. We're going to do that. Let's do it. I've gotten some recommendations since I posted on Instagram about this because I really do want to incorporate more plants in my basement. And I love that Mod Sprout planter. There's some things Mm -hmm. I don't like about it, but there's some things that I love about it. And I was recently sent a light from... Hmm. I can't remember the name. Sorry, but I like it a lot. It's like a desk mm. planter, but it's a very small planter, so you're limited as to what you could put in there. But I think it'd be so cute for like a cactus garden. But it has like a built-in humidifier. It's got a light, and it like dims to different settings. It's super cute, mm. and I want to oh, find more stuff like that. And that's so good for somebody who wants to just have like maybe if they have an office job or a cubicle job and they're not near a window yes. to just have like a plant in their yeah, life yeah. at work mm-hmm. for yeah. sure yeah Ooh, we had an idea of how to incorporate plants in your workplace mm. do you remember that yeah we should discuss that yeah especially that since fun. adam has experience experience with that like in the earlier collecting days yeah yeah the in pre-covid days <laughs> yeah adam could talk about office plants i can talk about classroom plants yeah. Nicole can talk about home office plants and j studio yeah j studio yeah 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 boom 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 that would be fun boom 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 that's our next episode we picked an episode topic the week <laughs> before stop Wow, we will see you next week to talk about that, you guys. Yes. Um, if you enjoyed this conversation, we would love to have you as a regular listener. If you aren't already, uh, we just 
want to grow this podcast fam and just make you feel super special and included. So if you want to, (laughs) excuse me, (laughs) if you want to, we'd love for you to follow us over on Instagram where you can get updates about episodes and also like weigh in on how you feel about things we talked about. And you can follow us. Oh, that's that potted together on Instagram. Sorry. And then we're also on YouTube. We've got some collabs up on YouTube. And then on Instagram individually, we are not dude, K-N-O-T, dude. And then my clean leaves. And I am Thela Plants. And we're all on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. So lots of things to do and (laughs) entertain yourself with. So... Yeah, we will see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.